Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for a showreel on 3CR, and uh, we look at the Australian film industry, and we're going to be talking to Paul Anthony Nelson, who's got a film that which was filmed in Melbourne and it was written in Melbourne. The cast and crew come from Melbourne. So that's always uh, pretty exciting. And the film is called Trench. But before we do, I've got a cup, I've got uh, four double passes to what I'll have to say is probably the film of the year. It's on Body and Soul. It's a film from Hungary, believe it or not. It's the most amazing film. Uh, if you want a double pass, it's on at the moment at Nova and it's, uh, we, all you have to do is ring on 94198377 and we will take your name and address and send you a ticket for you and someone else you might like. So, uh, without further ado, Moving right along, we're going to talk to Paul Anthony. Do you like to be called double names? Are you like Mart Anthony or is it Paul? No, just call me Paul. I was going to ask you, is there a more famous Paul Nelson out there? So you had to call yourself a double name. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a bit like me and my email. It's kind of opposite, actually. It's If you enter Paul Nelson into IMDb, there's about 30 of them. Oh, cool. <laughs> there's one Paul Anthony Nelson. It's uh, just, yeah, it makes me easier to find. I don't get washed in this tsunami of... Paul Nelson's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a good, it, uh, it's a good angle, and it's a good thing to do. And not only that, having three names, it's a lilting thing, and it takes us really into the film Trench, which is also quite a an amusing thing in itself because it's a, 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 a it's a look at uh, the um, you know uh, classic film noir, isn't it? But it's set in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, I've always imagined Melbourne in black and white. In kind of monochrome. <laughs> in the best possible way. Yes, yes, exactly. In monochrome, you know, in uh, like Woody Allen's Manhattan or I mean, this is kind of romantic kind of, you know, um, old movie type view of, of, of the way it looks. I mean, we all dress in black. We're halfway there. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I just um, – and we wanted because I'm a big fan of film genre. I'm a big fan of you know whether it's action or horror or um, or film noir or what have you. And um, we wanted to make uh, our first feature something in an identifiable genre that uh, we could do for twenty eight thousand um, dollars. And uh, and film noir just seemed to fit that whole sort of you know that whole monochrome vision of Melbourne plus the whole sort of genre thing and. 
and yeah, and then from there we just sort of reverse engineered it into this sort of cult, uh, clash between classic cinema and the world we live in today, and how um, that would translate. How you know what would a film noir Melbourne in 2018 look like? Uh, and uh, when you say we, you're talking about cinema viscera, aren't you? <laughs> yes, that's correct. My partner Perry Cummings, and um, who's my partner both in the company and in life. Um, yeah, we. Um, yeah, we're a little filmmaking collective, the two of us. Uh, she co-wrote, co-produced the film, and she's also one of the stars. Yeah, yeah. And tell me, uh, why did you set up uh, this leads into the thing? Why does why did you start Cinema v- uh, Viscera? I, w- I mean, what's its function? What's its purpose? Yeah, we we are very interested in making genre films, and we we came up with it back in two thousand and eight. Um, it's the 10th anniversary. Um, and it's sort of a thing where um, we were frustrated with kind of the film, Australian film industry for, uh, sort of financing setup, I guess. And we just kind of wanted to do our own thing and, and didn't want something that was sort of, you know, in development for 10 years and pulled and. Oh, surprise, surprise. And, yeah. And so we just. Because you just finished uh, studying at RMIT. Would that be right? Yeah. It was just before. Um, that was 2010 I studied at RMIT. Um, but that was sort of in the early days. Um, I'd made one or two shorts before I studied and then three after and then uh, this feature. And yeah, we just, we just kind of wanted to take back the power and put it in, in our own hands. And. You know, filmmaking is so democratised these days in terms of, you know, cheap digital cameras and editing suites that you can have at home and and all that sort of thing. And we knew enough people in the local industry who wanted to make something with us and donate their time and talents. And so, yeah, we just we just figured we, we, we're just going to keep making micro-budget genre films until they're forced to deal with us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is a little bit like Roger Gorman or something like that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corman's wonderful. He's, uh, um, yeah. You're uh, a hero. He's one of them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's sort of – it's interesting because he's kind of a bit of a, 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 a an idol in terms of – Trying to figure out, as well as a lot of kind of the modern kind of mumblecore filmmakers like um, Joe Swanberg and the Duplass brothers, in terms of you know how do you keep making films on a tiny budget and and you know what's the release pathway and how can you keep doing this sustainably without you know government assistance and where you know this film and our next film which we're currently raising funds for, um, which is a modern gothic horror film called uh, Inheritance. Um, which will cost about the same amount. And we're currently um, raising funds for that on the Australian Cultural Fund website. Um, we, we were lucky enough to get into this program called the Match Lab, which has been run by Creative Partnerships Australia. And so every dollar that's donated gets matched by the government. So that's kind of nice. So, uh, so we do have a little who, bit of- who, who runs that? Um, that's run by Creative Partnerships Australia. Who, uh, who are they? Um, they are a kind of... It's interesting. They're, they're sort of, I guess, they've been formed to kind of encourage sustainable arts practices. Okay, in, so it's a, a sort of arts entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. And there is a government connection somewhere, like in terms of um, that sort of um, uh, financing strand, I guess. But So, so it's a group of uh, clever clever guys or girls or both, yes, who've, come, both. who've come up with an idea and then they've uh, – Chatted with government departments, and they've come up with, and they've agreed on some things. Yeah, managed to squeeze some cash out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. And they're um, they're so they're uh, backing sort of twenty five different arts 
projects or organisations um, in terms of um, just, yeah, uh, matching whatever they raise. Yeah, and, up, up so, and so what you you did with Trench mm-hmm. was go to uh, the Australian Cultural Fund and raise $15,000? Yeah, so the Australian Cultural Fund's a little different. Um, the Australian Cultural Fund is essentially registered like a charity, so it's a it's a crowdfunding, um, it's an artistic crowdfunding space. Yeah. So it's like a Kickstarter or a you know Indiegogo, except the reward is a tax deduction. So, you know, oh, right. you, we don't have to, like, you know, be spending a year sending out posters and trinkets and things like that. And the great thing is it's um, – we found it a really viable way to, to start financing our stuff. So the first half of the budget, which was $15,000 – we got that from family businesses. And then this – and so they donated to the fund and got tax deductions. You mean individual family businesses yeah. or is there a place called family businesses <laughs> <laughs> you want to give money to people who make films? Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Please let that happen. Yeah. Um, there is, um, and then the second half was um, just friends and you know friends and family and interested people and fans and and so we raised another fourteen thousand on via the Australian Cultural Fund um, to, to uh, yeah, pay so, for so, post production. Yeah. So all right. So what I was really getting at was. Mm. Uh, you know how you were talking about uh, Match Lab. Yep. Uh, did I, I was I thought that what you were saying was that you got some money from the Australian Cultural Fund and then those match fund. No, matched it. no, no, no. It's all so, it's all the money we're getting is donated. Is yeah. like is is essentially crowdfunding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so where did the Match Match Lab come in? Uh, yeah, so the Match Lab came in. We were uh, writing. We're actually writing another project. We're writing a crime movie, and we sort of submitted that. We thought, you know, again, writing something we could shoot on a similar budget to Trench, around yeah. 30, 40,000. And so we submitted our sort of outline, outline. to the um, to to this Match Lab program, because yeah, because essentially everything you raise gets you know gets matched up to a certain amount. Like ours is up to seven and a half thousand dollars. So it's not you know masses of money, but it's helpful. And yeah, so we kind of um, entered that, and I think they liked. I think the thing they responded to was less about you know a crime movie or horror movie or whatever. That was more about our business model, about trying to start a sustainable micro budget film company. No, oh, isn't it interesting? Yeah, so um, so they've sort of helped us in, in regards to that. Um, but yeah, but it's all about sort of you know trying to attract donors and 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 foster you know long term donation uh, you know relationships and, and and things like that. You basically have to be very clever. Uh, yeah, 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 or just have a lot of people <laughs> like um, you know we're trying to get people to like what we do and and um, we um, are slowly building up a small devoted following which is good and and yeah we just but you know we just want to kind of make the movies that we don't see out there you know we want to make you know goofy little film noirs with female leads you know set in melbourne yeah 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 which is it's really fascinating um we should uh and before before we leave the um funding part of it and then uh, go into the fun part which is the actual film itself uh tell us about lean filmmaking accelerator program yeah so that was uh, that was a program being run by kylie and david eddie who um 
um, it's interesting. The brother and sister. Kylie's a kind of a film and and festival sort of identity within Melbourne. Um, she used to be involved with the Melbourne Queer Film it's, Festival. In fact, she's a pocket rocket. She's exactly that. <laughs> pocket rocket is a perfect description <laughs> of Kylie and her uh, brother David, who's like a software developer in in WA. And they decide to kind of marry uh, sort of so- the software development process with film with the filmmaking development process, which is kind of you. You research something, you you make a version of it, a low-cost, low-stakes version of it. You test that. You um, see where the faults are, and then you go back and you do that again, and you repeat the process until you sort of refine something. So how that translated for us was we wrote a, a sort of a first draft of the script. We Of Trench. Of Trench, and then we uh, interviewed people who we f- – thought might be our target audience and then we got their feedback on what they would want to see in this type of film and what they wouldn't and then we sort of went back ref- put you know punched that information into it you know altered our script redrafted our script with that uh, information in mind then we shot a two-day version of the film so we shot the entire 90-minute movie yeah in two days yeah cool um in one location just in one kind of warehouse um in the old boutique theatre building um, with a cast of a handful, some of whom went on to be in the feature, others um, didn't. Others were just friends kind of helping us out. And then very terrifyingly, we showed that version to a small audience who we sort of invited to a house and then got notes from them. And it's really, it, was, it served the purpose of being a live-action storyboard. Yeah. It's almost like watching, just just standing the film up for 90 minutes and going, okay, this is how the story works. This is how, you know, and you start thinking about angles you can use and stuff as well. And, you know, it was just me. I was shooting like you're 12 years old. It was just me running around with the camera and everybody and saying, okay, you learn your lines and go, you know, and we do one or two takes and then we move on. And it's just getting that version out there to have a look at. And then we, and also doing the edit. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then we'd sort of um, – so we kind of got feedback on that and then we redrafted our script again and then we went through the story ourselves and redrafted it again. So we got through four drafts in six months. And so the lean filmmaking thing really did um, – it's interesting. Kylie and David prefer a scriptment. Like they actually, their method is more: you sort of write the story, and then the dialogue the actors come up with on set. But because this is film noir, what say, what say the word that you called that scriptment? Yeah, she calls it a scriptment. So it's so it's a it's a cross between a screenplay, like a script, and a treatment. I love it. Yeah, you've just created and she she's she. just created a new word. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's similar to kind of what Christopher Guest and his team do with his mockumentaries like Best in Show and yeah. and um, Waiting for Guffman. It's that sort of they have an outline and they have sort of scenes broken up, but then whatever happens in that scene is up to the actors. Yeah, yeah. that's their model. What we were doing because it's film noir, we thought well the dialogue's got to be a little bit more precise, and you know it, it was a little bit more um, arch in that way. So we actually wrote. The script. I mean, and, and if anybody's actually enjoyed, you know, like double indemnity and things of this nature, uh, which are just fabulous filmmaking treats, uh, you do actually travel down that uh, journey. Um, but we'll go to a, um, an important announcement and then we'll get on. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR.
got to remember, Nanox's a special day for us, fellas. That's a reminder who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars, Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me. It's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me for my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcasts. Happy NAIDOC! During the 3CR Radiothon for 2018, Spoken Word presents an evening of live poetry featuring the outstanding talents of Jennifer Compton, Andy Jackson, Tariro Mavondo and Kylie Supsky, plus an open mic recorded for broadcast on 3CR, Tuesday 15th of May from 7pm at Grub Food Van, 87 Moore Street, Fitzroy, and all proceeds go to 3CR Community Radio. Help keep independent, progressive voices on the air. You're on 3CR with Annie and we're on Showreel. We're talking to Paul Anthony Nelson, who is the director and co-writer of Trench. You're not the co-director, though. You're the full-on director. I am the full-on director, but I'm, yeah, co-writer and co-producer with my partner, Perry Cummings. Yeah, that's right. And just to keep you up to date, this film, Trench, is a a Melbourne phenomenon and it's a 90-minute feature. It's uh, set in the the genre of uh, classic film noir and it takes us from... Sam Slade to Sam <laughs> and to an, a, a completely new Sam Slade, a female Sam Slade set in Melbourne in 2018. So tell us about the rollicking fun that you had making this. Yeah, well, it's not always rollicking fun, independent <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> Sometimes it's incredibly stressful. Um, yeah, so we shot it over 16 days yep. um, in April 2016, so it's been over two years ago um, when we shot it. And uh, we sort of started the shoot rather leisurely, like sort of, you know, two days on two days off four days on two days off and then we shot for 10 days straight which i would not recommend to anybody Mm. we ended up a little shredded afterwards but yeah it was um so your production manager would have gone around seeking or did you do that no 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 we did have we we had for uh, <clears throat> production manager and um, first assistant director was kind of shared roles but our yeah our production manager was a very busy boy but then we lost because halfway through the shoot we lost him because he got this massive job um, that essentially um, sort of took him away from us. Um, but you'd already found the places where you're going to uh, – your sets. Absolutely. Because they're all real sets. Yeah. Um, our main location, the apartment, we actually Airbnb'd. Oh, right. Um, and we let them know what we were doing. But, yeah, we, we um, Airbnb'd that for, for 10 days um, and essentially just camped in this person's apartment in the city because we wanted – because the idea is that um, our um, – our lead, Sam Slade, is a struggling stand-up comedian who's uh, looking for cash, and she reads about her um, this local feminist writer who's being stalked in her own apartment. And so uh, Sam, you know, grasping at straws for cash, thinks, well, comics are observational, detectives are observational, I can do this, and decides to pretend to be a private eye. Um, and the idea was that um, Perry's character, 
Becky Holt, um, the the writer, lives in this kind of hermetically sealed sort of, um, you know, a high-rise apartment in the city. So we needed somewhere with a balcony, somewhere that kind of looked over the city, somewhere that was small and contained. And, yeah, we, we decided let's just, rather than trying to con somebody into or, you know, pay somebody tons of money to use a location somewhere, let's just... Let's just Airbnb something. And we've, which is, it, it, quite fascinating because the exterior is the Excelsior, which is a beautiful uh, Art Deco facade, while interior is, as you say, a um, modern, modern apartment, which is very Melbourne at the moment, I and, have to say. And it is the Excelsior. Yes. That's right. exact. The inside is the exact – that the apartment is in that building. Cool. Yeah. So, um, no, we didn't fake that. That's all. That's what the Excel um, – the, well, this apartment inside the Excelsior looks like. Well, that was beautiful like. luck. But, yeah, well spotted, by the way. Mm. Um, <laughs> and well identified. Um, yeah, so we did that. And then other places, like we shot everywhere from the Treasury – the old Treasury building to um, Station 59 in Richmond to – that's where we shot the stand-up scenes. Um to uh, True North Cafe in, in Coburg, which is our kind of local to, yeah, so we, um, we we just, you know, everywhere else, we kind of, some places we had to pay for, other places were very, very kind and gave us the space for free. And, and the thing about, uh, well, why wouldn't you? Because it's so much fun. Uh, it's very local and it's, uh, people get quite excited about the whole notion of being part of a media experience rather than a, it all tied up in a, a bow watched on TV or got down from Netflix, if you're actually there, it's actually quite a interesting process. Did you find that with the people? Yeah, and also, too, that we're, we're, you know, we're a pretty low-impact um, <laughs> operation. Like, we don't come up with seven gaffer trucks and, you know, and, and barricade the street. Like, you know, we're a crew of ten and, and a cast of three or four, and we all just, you know, we, we sort of come in with, like, a little guerrilla team. And so, you know, we don't, <laughs> we don't wreck locations like a lot of crews do. So they're happy to have us and, and find it all very fun to watch and very interesting. Now, because it's a film noir and anybody who, as I did as a young person, bathed myself in that wonderful genre, you, it, the film itself, Trench, is, is very uh, quite tight, you know, and it's uh, and the angles and the... Uh, you put it together really well in in deference to that past. Tell me about that. Thank you for, for saying that. That's lovely. Um, yeah, so we um, wanted a kind of clash. You know, like I said before, we wanted a kind of um, clash between classic genre and the real world today. Like, I'm always fascinated by this idea of of real people finding themselves in a genre movie and and being sort of ill-equipped. Yeah, which is – yeah, well, that's actually the uh, underlying humour of the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. and so it's sort of um, uh, that that's fascinating to me as an idea, and I, I hope to continue that through other films and other genres that we do in future. Um, but yeah, it was it's uh, we just I mean I had three people on the film who um, helped us light it, so I shot the film, but so kind of the angles and the compositions were my idea, but the lighting was all up to them. Like they did such a beautiful job making that happen. Yeah, it was very steady. It yeah. worked. Yeah, and getting, you know, lights through Venetian. Like, we had to put, like, there were no Venetian blinds in, in the apartment. But, but it's and, like... It's and a, also, you probably weren't going to get the sun in that direction either. No. And so it was kind of like, we need, you know, this is a film noir. We need Venetian blinds. <laughs> this is, like, ground-level stuff. So, yeah, so we had to put our own in there and blast lights through there. But we didn't use that many lights. So, like, all our lights were, like, you know, a few alley 
a handful, three LED lights and a couple of Dido lights. That was pretty much all we used and the rest was natural. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we managed to fashion it out of that, um, which I'm quite proud of our team for doing. Um, yeah, and, and having the apartment sort of also like us kind of being able to put anything wherever and kind of play with it ourselves, it was nice to have that level of control. Well, it's interesting because you don't ask the audience to uh, forgive you. You actually are taking the audience on a ride. You know, it's that sort of thing where people go, oh, you know, I'm going to go and see um, little Freddie do his dance and we're just going to pretend it was good. But that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. Trent, Trent is actually an amusing film and it's quite satisfying at the end too. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you again. I'm yeah. so I'm so pleased to hear that. Um, yeah, we've been getting a wonderful response so far. Um, the, yeah, the thing is, we just want to make a fun film. Like that's the thing. I I really wanted to make what Quentin Tarantino calls a hangout movie. Mm. You know, it's like you just you sort of you know chuck it on and sit with your friends and and just hang and out ha- yeah. with these characters because these right. characters and uh, fun people to hang out with. You yeah. know, and and so that was kind of really what we were aiming at as as an effect. You know, we make our own little cult movie and you know we've shot it in like that cl- cl- uh, clash between past and present kind of all happens like we've we've got the four by three aspect ratio so it's not widescreen like a new movie it's sort of mm. square like an old movie and black and white like an old movie but it's shot on digital which is very new yeah and, yeah, and, that's and there are yeah. iphones and there are you know all and, sort and, and uh, skype and yeah yeah totally so it, it, relationships built on skype yeah which is actually quite a nice uh, idea because of her uh, inability to actually be close to anyone. It's very clever. That, that, that's a really nice idea. It's character-driven, which is interesting as well. You don't forget that the plot actually has to have a reasonable and um, I'm a bit of a, uh, of course, like most people, crime and uh, puzzle-driven. Yep. So uh, I did actually work it out, but uh, it it um, had leaks. It wasn't... It doesn't hinge on that. No, yeah, but it's not- also it's not stupid. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. I, it, it, nothing worse than a puzzle being stupid. Exactly, and that's the thing. And like we we deliberately thought, you know what? I love those impenetrable detective movies, but I feel like I'm not equipped to write one of those. That's Raymond Chandler's department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm very much kind of like yeah. Let, Pez and I are both very much character, you know, story relationships, and you know, weave our mystery. And I knew I couldn't write some you know twisty thing. So, thing. Yeah. So we kind of just wanted to root it all in character and build suspicion in character and behaviour and. And, and sort of uh, roll them from I, there. But, but it's lo- really about the women's journey. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love the fact that the person who want, who did it had such a, a base reason. I mean, I, 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 that's so modern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the perf- now, we don't want to no, – we, no, we don't want spoilers. No, no. But the person who did it is a personification of a certain kind of privilege. I'll just say that. <laughs> No, it's really funny. Um, but anyway, lovely, lovely performances. Uh, your lead's great. Is that Perry? No, so our lead, uh, Sam Slade, is played by Samantha Hill. Yeah. Who is a friend we've known. She's uh, mainly worked as an actor and writer in th- and director in theatre. This is her first film. And she actually introduced Perry and I and 11 years yeah, ago. Right. <laughs> so we thought we'd repay the favour by, you know. Well, she's really good. She, the camera loves her. And also Perry uh, used to do uh, storylines for Neighbours, interestingly y- enough. Yeah, yeah. So she's worked as a scriptwriter and she's kind of a Neighbours auteur. She's worked she's worked as a scriptwriter, a storyliner and an actor on Neighbours at different times. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> And she's Becky Holt. She's the character that's, that, oh, that's right. being hunted in her apartment. So, oh, I yeah. see. I do, I, I, yeah, obviously I should be a bit more careful about reading the um, – <laughs> Uh, 
credits, but uh, it's got a screening at uh, the Lido. It's already been at the Setting Sun Festival, which has uh, just finished, mm-hmm. but uh, you've got a showing at the Lido if people want to catch up with it. We do, yeah. So the Setting Sun Film Festival, we screened that at the Sun Theatre and that was beautiful. It was such a wonderful... Oh, it's a beautiful place. And it was perfect. Screening. Yes. Like the Art Deco. Yeah, uh, yeah it couldn't have, been, couldn't have been a better place or night. But yeah, we have a... Um, and yeah, and they're really great, the Anna and the uh, Setting Sun team. They were really lovely. Um, but we do have a screening next week, uh, next Thursday night at the Lido at 7 p.m. It's a theatrical event screening. It'll be followed by a Q&A with myself, uh, Perry and Sam, and that'll be hosted by um, critic, writer and trench cast member Guy Davis. Um, yeah, and we, we're hoping to kind of um, pack that out and um, show everybody what a fun little film we've made. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for coming in, Paul. Thank you so much, Annie. It's a pleasure to be here. Coming up next is Published or Not. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.